Hi, everyone. I'm Allison Ramsey with the Empire Life podcast, and we interview entrepreneurs and influencers, game changers from all around the world about how they have launched their online empires. We are a tech and digital marketing company, and we help entrepreneurs to launch their online empires. And I want to intro this phenomenal woman, game changer, influencer that today on the podcast we're having as our special guest. She is the founder of Alpha Femme brand, the creator of Trifecta Coaching. She's a location independent entrepreneur and travels the world with her incredible man who also I love watching his lives and following him on social media. Today they are transferring, they are transforming the conversation around relationships and making a global shift in how people show up in their lives and their businesses. Melanie is a high performance life coach and she leads women in leadership positions into greatness with her world coaching programs, her world-class coaching programs. And I also, I'm always seeing what you're doing online and how much you are doing for your clients and like increasing their income, like just helping them put their amazing passions into the world. And thank you so much for being here. I want to hand it over to you to to give us a little more info about yourself or just uh, tell us more about what you're doing, what you're up to in the world. Well, thank you so much for having me. First of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for watching my lives and Kevin's lives on Facebook. It's good to have an audience since we go live every day. (laughs) It's good to know people like (laughs) to watch us. So yeah, I'm just really excited to be here. As you said, Kevin and I are location independent. So we're basically just digital nomads, which means as long as there's a Wi-Fi connection, we can work anywhere in the world, which is a lot of fun. Uh, we've lived in all kinds of different countries. We're always on the move. And uh, my coaching business is doing so well. My clients are doing so well. So it's always great to get on a podcast and share what's happening. And I'm happy to be on this one. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about Alpha Femme? Like why you created this brand? What inspired you of course. to become so, a coach? Mm-hmm. What inspired me to become a coach or what inspired the brand? What inspired the brand? Like where this all originated from? So Alpha Femme is something that showed up for me only about a year ago. And I've been a coach for five years. So I had a very different brand. My brand has shifted so much throughout the time that I've been a coach. But what Alpha Femme symbolizes for me is a woman who can lead herself. So when you think of an alpha female or an alpha male, you'll usually think of the leader. But... A lot of times the alphas get the bad rep because they want to be the leaders, but they're not quite the leaders, but they think they are. So they boss people around. They're really like hot shot. And that is what I'm trying to completely redefine globally with Kevin. The people who go through our programs truly understand what it means to be an alpha. So for, for alpha femme, it is she who leads herself. And with Kevin, it is the effortless alpha. And it's about how to lead effortlessly by being the one first. And it's such an incredible way to see life. Like I cannot lead another person if I cannot lead myself. So where do I need to find the strength, the discipline, the integrity in my own life so that I can lead myself? And as I lead myself and I achieve the things that other people want, then they'll look to me as a leader and say, I want to go where this person is going. And when you're able to lead yourself like that, it creates an effortlessness in your ways. Kevin and I have both built extraordinary successful businesses online with very, like with no ads, with no hard work, you know, the hard work we managed to do it 
because we were just leading people to follow, to, to, to be like, yeah, you know what? I, I like this message. I can get behind that. I'm seeing the results that these people are having. So I want to jump on. So the alpha, because we always end up being the leader wherever we go, but not because we're dictatorial and not because we're bossy, but more because we're leading ourselves and people just want to come along on that ride. So that's how the brand came to be. I love that. I love that. And I, I super myself connect with the alpha mission and the alpha femme because I've oh, so many transgressions and transformations that I've personally been through with overcoming that negativity that's around bitchy, bossy, uh, she's in control, all of these things that people have referred to me personally that, that I am an embodiment of that and needing to overcome that actually that's okay that bitchy bossy all these things can be positive as well it's just that how you how you change the mindset from I, I I am stepping into this I am owning this kind of power I am okay with my personal power I am okay with people following me and and there was I would like to ask you that question. So for me personally, as I was going along my path and my journey, I, as I got feedback along that way of uh, that you're somewhat being too bossy, right? As a alpha femme. And I wanted to take a few steps back and like, Oh, I'm, I'm like taking over too much. I'm too much in the spotlight, right? Maybe I'm too much for this environment. Maybe my energy is too big. As I got older and I went through the phase where I stepped back a little bit and I'm like, I need to allow other people to step into their own power. And then I started understanding, wow, I'm not scared of my power anymore. I'm not scared of how it affects other people or the transformations that they may feel in my presence. And I'm going to continue to step into my power. Like, I'm sure that you see that a lot with your clients in the relation with the alpha femme and I'm wondering personally how were you how did you become okay with your power okay with your intensity because I I personally love your intensity I feel that you're a very intense person and I love that about you and I've also needed myself to to go through the process of being okay with my own intensity okay with other people sometimes even feeling a little uncomfortable around me because of how passionate and intense I am and how much I step into my own power. So I, I would love to hear some personal stories from you on that. So I think a big thing happened for me when I understood my power because wanting to be in charge and wanting to be the boss is a quality for a woman who can be a leader, but it's usually a leader out of power. When you need to boss people around, it means they don't want to follow you effortlessly. And I, I remember times in my life where I was just like, you know, if you would just listen to me, like if people would just do what I'm saying, it would be so much easier and so much simpler. And why doesn't everybody just listen to me? And that is, those were the times where people would say things like you're bossy, you know, you're so bossy. And what that means is I'm not really interested in following you, but you're really trying to get me to. And I couldn't understand why people just wouldn't, just listen to me. And what I realized is that you cannot lead another person until that person looks at you and says, I want to follow that person. And it doesn't matter how bold you are, how bossy you are, how bitchy you are. It doesn't matter if what, if they look at you and they don't want to go where you're going, they will not follow. 
And they will feel like we're bossing them around. They will feel like we're too intense. They will feel all these things. So one of the things that has been the most important for me on this journey is owning my leadership only when it's been, when it's been approved, if we may. Like, I'm nobody's leader unless they've decided they want to go where I'm going. So I don't get to just walk into a situation and boss people around and try to be in charge. I do my stuff with integrity and I show up for myself. And if people follow me, they just follow me. And I don't need to boss people around. I don't need to tell people what to do. So it became a lot more of a quiet power. Like I don't need to be telling you what to do. And instead, what that did for me is I show up and I go live on Facebook and I talk about what I'm doing. So I'll say, here's what I'm doing and here's what my clients are doing. So there is a very big intensity to me, but it is all sent back to me. Like, this is what I'm doing and this is what I believe and this is what we can do. As opposed to, are you feeling this way? Are you feeling that way? Do you need this? Because I realize this is a completely, uh, this is a journey that's going to take me through my entire life, this learning to be a leader. And you can only lead as well as you can be led. And that's something I wasn't very good at before. Now I understand that in order to be a very good leader, you have to honor leadership, which means when someone else is the leader, how well can you be led? And our power and women's power is very different. We don't need to be, you know, forceful with our power. It's a quiet light. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. I honor my word. My word is law. I have integrity with everything I say. And when I do that, I don't need to be loud or bossy. When I walk, people are walking behind me, beside me, around me, because they want to be there, not because I'm pulling them. So that was the biggest realization for me in my leadership. Mm, I love that. That is so juicy. That is incredible. <laughs> that is incredible. And I, I wanted to ask you too, with, especially with women and female entrepreneurs, uh, so what, what I was referring to, let's say, but I'll give you a personal story. When I was in middle school, I was in a position where all these, these little middle school girls, they were voting for like who was the best team leader. It was at a sports camp. And my roommate at the time, she wanted to win that. She wanted to win that, that prize, like the best team captain or leader. And I voted for her. And I told her, hey, I really want you to win this. Even though I wasn't, I knew that she wanted to win it. And so therefore I was willing to take a step back, even if I wanted to win. And though it was a unanimous, like everybody was voting, right? And I ended up at the end, I won the the thing. And I had no clue that anybody was going to vote for me. I was just like, look, if you want this, I want to give it to you. Because I've, I've always had that kind of like collaborative. And if people want to walk beside me, just like what you said, then they can. It's up to them. If they feel like that, they can vote for me. I'm not going to be like, hey, vote for me. Hey, everybody, look at me. Like, I'm going to come into the situation. Like, if you, that's how you feel, then, okay, I guess I'm deserving of that because that's what you want. And she was so upset. She cried and she left. She, like, ran away from the situation. And, and then later I was really sad for her. I was really happy that everybody decided that, and it was a unanimous decision and not within my control. Well, I guess my main question is how in those kind of situations, I feel like a lot of times we are willing to take a step back to let someone else have the spotlight and how, 
how do you encourage your clients to be comfortable with, hey, you deserve this. Like you are worthy of this. You are worthy of this much more income. You are worthy of what all these people want to give you. I'm sure that this comes up a lot with, with you and your clients. Like what would, you, what would be your advice to that? Well, I think the most important thing is that there's a very big difference in the world of business and let's say the world of competitive sports. Totally. But we're, <laughs> we're brought up to understand competition in a one person wins kind of mentality. The thing about women is that we have the opportunity to create teams so that the whole team wins. So when I say like, you've got to, You've got to honor leadership as a whole. If you want to be an extraordinary, you've got to honor leadership. That's like saying, I want my team to win the Olympics. I've got to honor my team as a whole. I can't just honor my position and my, my need and my want to win the Olympics. I've got to honor the entire team. So when I look at other coaches, I see a team. I see a team of women that are either making or breaking an industry. I see women who, if there's that much competition in the coaching industry that women start tearing each other down, then who are we to tell women or men that we can be better at what we're doing if within the industry itself we're clawing at each other? So the biggest thing for me is really finding women who are wanting to shine alongside other women. I actually don't do business anymore. I have taken on the type of client that would always feel threatened that they weren't the center of attention and always feel threatened that they weren't the best and always felt threatened that their clients would leave them and go with someone else or that their clients would find out that I was their coach and that they would go and they would work with me and that then they would lose their clients. I've had those people and I just don't work with them anymore because what I've realized is it creates a really negative energy in my life because I'm constantly wanting people to feel good. You know, for me, I feel good in my life and the biggest gift of creating your own business to me is that freedom and that, that you feel proud of yourself. You feel good. You're growing, you're contributing. Like it's such a beautiful thing. And some people get so in their head about, I want to be the best and I want to be the only, and I don't want anybody to steal my clients. And that's my client. And that's my thing. And that is where we lose when we think only one person wins when everybody wants to be the female Tony Robbins. It's like, that's, we don't need a female Tony Robbins. We need a network of healers that all resonate with all kinds of different people. And if we're willing to raise each other up and we're willing to shine together, then when one of us wins, we all win. Because if I, if I have a woman in my life who's able to achieve something that I've been dreaming of, if she can do it, I can do it. So I'm really interested in the kind of women who want to see all women rise, who are interested in co-creation and not just one person winning so Amen. i think that's yeah. the biggest difference for me oh yeah me too me too i am completely all 100 percent in on what you just said good yes it's it's all about that it's all about how we can collaborate and and even women that i come across in social media and we're they're in tech too or maybe we're doing something similar I still do my best to reach out to them and see what they're up to because what I've found is that what uh, the people are the clients that are attracted to them are often people that are not attracted to me. Like we, we probably have a very different energy or some of our expertise are slightly unique or different enough or it, let's say even we're doing the exact same thing. Like, all of it, which is usually not the case, but there's like some slight differentiations 
though I've seen that their energy attracts someone different. And maybe someone that's not a good fit for me actually is a good fit for them. And I, my, my point of view is that we can always collaborate, even if we think, we think we're doing the exact same thing. I agree. We're totally unique within our energy, our blueprint, our framework, that someone is going to feel connected to me that doesn't feel connected to them. Yeah. Like, I'm on the exact same page. you know what? Sometimes page. people will love you and another person. Yeah. They would have been a good fit for you and the other person. They don't know who to choose. Mm -hmm. They choose the other person. The bottom line is there are billions of people on this planet. And if you have, like, a thousand clients, you're swamped. So what? So do you think yeah. you can find a thousand clients, even if someone's doing exactly the same as you, even if they're doing better than you, even if they're doing it identical, just a little better, a thousand people will probably still pick you. So focus on that. Focus on the people exactly. that are, that are your, that are yours to, to help in that moment. And if they leave and they go with someone else, there's a new person that's going to come. Like just believing that everyone, there's enough for everyone. I completely agree. There's enough at the top, even like we were all climbing this ladder and there's enough for us. There's enough space. There's enough air. I'm, I'm consistently with, with your clients. How do you help them to come into that mindset if, if they're not in that mindset already? Well, this is, I think, the big, the big thing. Like This is where the leadership comes into place because they watch me and I don't I don't scrap for clients and I don't, I don't, it's so effortless. I think I, I just do what I'm doing and I talk about what I'm doing and I give and I, I talk about how, how I can, you know, I give advice on my, on my Facebook lives and I, I'm, I'm there, I'm giving value every day. I don't worry that I'm going to run out of things to say. I don't worry that I'm going to run out of clients. I'm not freaking out, scared, just trying to grab people. Exactly. I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. So they're watching me do that. And it's just like, well, that's how I bought. And that's what I felt comfortable with. So, hey, maybe I don't need to freak out so much. Maybe I can just be who I am and stop trying so hard. And maybe I'm just going to find my clients. And I celebrate them. And I invite them to come speak on my, my social media page. And I brag about them. And I talk about them. And I invite my network to follow them. And I think eventually they get it. Like, wow, this woman is not afraid of me at all. <clears throat> so. If she's not afraid of me, why should I be afraid of her? If, if this is what it feels like to just be in flow together, why break this? And it kind of changes the way people interact because a lot of times we have this little protective, like, mine. This is just, this is mine. Don't, don't touch. <laughs> exactly. don't, don't, don't be friends with my, don't be friends with my friend. Don't, don't be yeah. clients with my client. Don't, don't. And when you change that and it becomes, we live in an abundant world and let's just connect. I think it helps people believe that it's possible when they watch me do it. So when you walk the talk, then it's a lot easier for people to follow. Amen. Yeah, I completely agree. And I, I wanted to dive into something personal with you too, Melanie. <laughs> that So entrepreneurship teaches us so many lessons. I mean, for me, it, it's been that it, it's brought up all my triggers, all my pain points, every, every area <laughs> that needs to be exposed has been exposed. And in order for me to look at that, which I'm, I'm eternally grateful. And I, I'm wanting to know, like, what would you say were the top three pain point or triggers or areas that really helped you and your personal growth to become a better alpha femme and business leader? Well, 
Alpha Femme is actually three things. The logo for it is a triangle, and there's three main points, one for every spoke, one for every part of the triangle, for every line of the triangle. For me, an Alpha Femme is a woman who runs her mind, her business, and her emotional intelligence. And those are the three things in my life that were completely out of power and caused me to lose everything I had ever built, everything I had ever thought I had. I lost everything. And, you know, I had been a successful sales trainer. I would write scripts for selling from stage. and I would teach and train people to sell from stage. And I became one of the top people worldwide in this trade. And I was so good at it. But when I broke up with my partner that I'd been with for almost seven years at that point, my heart broke and then my mindset broke and then my wallet broke is basically what happened. Everything just got destroyed. And I was so emotional that I couldn't sell anymore. I couldn't teach anymore. I felt sick all the time. I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't focus. And it was the most stressful thing to have to go through that because I was like, I had it. Where did it go? Where did it go? I had it. And then it was just gone in a second. So what I realized is if I could work on my mindset, if I could really focus on my mind and get myself back to that place where I was taking responsibility for my life, then maybe I could see what's next for me and where I need to take responsibility and what can I learn. So when I really lost everything, the first thing I did was I worked on my mindset and I got myself in a place where I was willing to, to take responsibility. And to say that okay, it wasn't sorry about that. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, maybe it wasn't my fault, or maybe it wasn't all his fault that he broke up with me or that he cheated. Maybe it wasn't all his fault that that my my business stopped working or that my job went down the toilet. Maybe it wasn't all everybody else's fault. Maybe I have something to learn in this. So I started doing a lot of personal development as far as relationships go. And I learned a lot about men and women and the dynamics of relationships. And what I really learned and understood is that we, we co-create love or we co-create a disaster. And I had been co-creating a disaster. And mm -hmm. as I took ownership of what I was doing in my relationship that wasn't working, I started attracting better men into my life. I started attracting better situations into my life. And then all of a sudden I attracted friends calling me and saying, Hey, I'm having issues with my partner. This happened, this happened. What do you think I should do? And at this point, I'd been reading all these books. I'd been doing all this research. I'd been doing the work. And I was like, gosh, I know what to say. So I was giving these people incredible advice. It was healing their relationships. And one person said, you know, you should become a coach. I didn't even know what it was when she, when she said I should be a coach. I had to Google it and find out what it was. So it was like the mindset brought me to the relationship work and the relationship work brought me to the business. And when those three things were healed, I became, there was another Melanie on the other side of that. So the way I process things in my mind, the way I process things in my heart has completely changed. And what's that, what that's given me is a new outlook on life, a new way of handling life as it comes. And the more I handle life, the way I'm proud to handle life. The more I'm happy to talk about it, the more my leadership comes through without needing to be bossy or, or difficult. I just talk about what I've done and what I've come through. And that has built for me a ginormous, larger than I ever could have dreamed of business. So now it's like, I've got it all. I went from losing it all to having it all in this long. And all it took was 
for my mindset, my business, and my relationship to realign. So those were the three things I needed to heal. Hmm. Wow. I love that. Yay. I love that. Yay. Thank you for sharing that with us. Gosh, anybody listening to this is that they're just going to, it's going to revolutionize. They're like, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love yeah. That. I, lo- I love how much value you give and everything that you say. And like w- when I heard you on another podcast, I kept rewinding it and listening to it again. And I'm like, wow, I need to listen to that again. That was deep. That was, <laughs> that was it. like every, everything was so powerful. And ah, that's amazing. <laughs> I also, I was wondering if you were to start Alpha Film all over again or start a new company, what would you say some of the things that you will do differently from the beginning of the lessons that you learned with, with this company? And you're like, okay, if I was going to start a business like today or tomorrow, I will do some of these things differently. I would have worked on my branding a lot sooner and I would have just started before I was ready. Um, for a long time, my business was the invisible coach. So I had like a hitch style business, you know, hitch, you've got like these secret guy clients and nobody oh, knows. Oh yeah. I it. love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So th- I ran my business like that. It was like, mm. you, you get my phone number and that's it. You don't know what my name is. You don't know what I look like. You never meet me. I, I, my business was not on social media. It was just very underground because, uh, I had a very rough time when I lost everything. I literally went bankrupt and I was living out of my car in the freezing cold in the winter time, like just the worst time of my life. And I started my business out of my car. I was living in my car when I started my business. So I didn't feel like I could be like Melanie Lair, coach extraordinaire. It was more like, I know I can help you, but let's just not talk about me. Let's just, let's just help you because I'm doing the work in my relationship like in my relationships. And that's the only part that matters. And what does it matter where I live? I don't need to tell people. I'm just going to focus on helping people. So I started my business invisibly with no brand. And as I started making more money, I was afraid to have a brand because then I was making more money than my visibility appeared to be making. And I was like, I'm going to look not as good as I am. Nobody will know me on social media. I'll get no likes on my stuff. I don't want to do it. So I was terrified. So I procrastinated that. And when Facebook lives came out, you know, I'm French Canadian. So English isn't even my first language. I, I had to teach myself English in an impactful way because I would say, uh, like, and, um, and, and I'd get all in my head and I'd forget the word in English and I'd have it in my head in French, but it wasn't the right word. And I'd get all confused. So I had to teach myself how to speak new words. There's a difference between talking and speaking. And I learned that doing these Facebook lives. I could talk in English. I could have a conversation. I mean, my mom's British and all my life I I talk in English, but inspiring people, explaining concepts, going into details about things, it's going to change someone's life. That's speaking. I couldn't do that. I had to research words in the dictionary and work on on my language. Like everything needed to change. So if I could start the business over, I would have gotten really clear on my branding right away. And to be honest, what I probably would have had to do is hire a coach at that point that would have just told me what to do. It would have been a lot simpler. But what I what I would think the coach would have told me is let's get a brand for you and you have got to start talking about what you do. You've got to embody your brand and you've got to start showing up the way you want people to relate to you. You've got to do that now. You've got to stop hiding behind your fears of what's not good enough and instead you've got to go forward Melanie and go and show yourself now because I can't even imagine where my business would be if the first four years I hadn't been invisible 
Completely. I completely relate to that. And, and that, that is a big fear. I actually have some clients with Empire Life right now that that is part of their insecurity and fear is mm -hmm. how visible do I need to be? Do I need to be that visible? Wait, no, wait, no. And they step back and it's like, yeah, you need to be that visible and even more because we're actually doing, or how I explain it to the clients is that you're actually doing people a disservice without being visible, without sharing your story because something inside of what you're going to share, they need to hear or they're going to want to get more of you. They want more of you. Instead of actually wanting less, instead of feeling like you're talking too much or feeling that you're, you're doing too much, they most likely want more. They, well, they want to go deeper. They want to be involved in your program. They want to know, okay, what next? And I, agree. I, I feel that's really, that's counterintuitive for a lot of the ways that, that we start. And we all have to start somewhere. We all start with 300-something followers on Instagram. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all start somewhere. I love I love that and, and then we grow as as we expand and, and more people find us and, and even if we do have 300 followers on Instagram that's 300 eyes on what we're doing that's huge and I know that you always talk about that in your lives how we need to nurture and cultivate the people that are already there that are already seeing our stuff that that that's that's how you actually, I, I know on one of your, one of your lives, you were talking about that, that like when I had 20 something people that were tuning in, I was reaching out to those 20 something people and giving them love, appreciating, having gratitude for them showing up to be with me. And from there they went out and they told 20 people and then 20 more people came and that, what would, what would you say be, before we hop off the podcast, like what would you say are some takeaways on how you have built this massive online empire and that you are a digital nomad and like have all this financial freedom? What are some takeaways for you on like someone starting right now on how they can do that for themselves or what they actually need to be focusing on? Is that the main question? Because we get... We have so many things that we think we need to focus on as entrepreneurs. How do you narrow that down? So I think the most important thing is to take time to celebrate every little accomplishment. Because one of the biggest mistakes we make in the beginning is we're running after something we think is going to make us happy. Like when you've got 300 people following you on Instagram, you think, when I have 10, then 10,000 people, you know, when I'm able to swipe up on Instagram, that is when I will be proud of myself. And unfortunately, when we do that, we're, it feels like we're running after our tail all the time. And it feels like we're just running around and running around trying to catch this goal that never comes. So whatever it is that you want to achieve in your life, fabulous. Keep dreaming, keep pushing, keep wanting. That's part of what helps us grow. But be the best celebrator on the face of the planet. To me, celebration is a party thrown in the name of gratitude. When you're celebrating, you're not just like, look at me, I'm great. You're like, I am honoring gratitude tonight. I am so grateful. I'm going to celebrate gratitude. And I am going to feel and embody that. And that's how you manifest more. And it's how you raise your vibe. And people love to watch people celebrate. Some of my best posts, the posts that get the most visibility for me are the ones where I'm celebrating either myself or my clients, feeling grateful for the results. So instead of trying to, to get more and to think when I get more clients, that's when I'll be this way or when I make more money, that's when I'll be this way. Start now. Who do you want to be? How do you want to interact with your people? 
because who you are when there's five people watching should be who you are when there's 500 people watching. And when you can do that, there, the, the line between who you are on social media and who you are in person and who you are with your clients, there's no line. It's just, that's just who you are everywhere. And all my clients would tell you who you're getting on this. It's Melanie. This is what I get on my coaching calls. This is what I get on Facebook live. Like it's the same person everywhere and it's real and everything that I've achieved, I've celebrated like crazy. And that has been, that has been it. That's been the, the it factor. Just celebrate everything, no matter how small the accomplishment, keep looking at your growth and your progress more than how close am I to my goal? How close am I to my goal? How far am I from where I started? And that perspective will take you everywhere. Mm, I love it. I love that. Thank Yay. you so much, Melanie. Thank you for joining You're us. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me.